0: Do you ever wonder what it is that your phone is tracking about you? Here, here's something that's happened to me quite recently. I'm having dinner with my dad tonight. I'm looking forward to seeing my dad. Uh, and I texted him last week. Let's get together and have dinner. And then all of a sudden my phone asks me like a couple of days later, Hey, would you like to put this right here in your uh, calendar? And I think, well, well hold on hold on. How is it, is one thing speaking to another? And then how many of you have had the experience where you feel like, you know, you're, you're talking about, I don't know, a mattress. You're like, you know what? My mattress is lumpy. I think I should look at a new one. Next thing you know, you flip on Instagram and boom, a mattress ad. Has that happened to you? Are you concerned about what is being tracked about you? What's what your phone is and what other devices are tracking about you? Well, David Lyon is former director of the Surveillance Studies Center at Queen's University in Kingston, an author of a new report that says we need to be watching this a lot closer than we are. David, welcome to the program. Thank you
1: very much. Good to be with you.
0: Give me a sense of, of what you found in your report in terms of how Canadians are being tracked.
1: Well, of course, in exactly the kinds of way that you mentioned. What we're thinking about in particular is what we call big data surveillance. In other words, the kinds of data that you were just talking about or the kinds of data that might be picked up when, for example, you uh, come to make a telephone call and you hear an automated voice on the other end telling you that your uh, conversation might be monitored for quality control. Ever wondered where those data go? Where does that recording go? Who has... This is all big data surveillance. What happens is that little scraps of data of all kinds are collected from us, sucked up, and then analyzed using algorithms in order to uh, lead to different kinds of responses by corporations, government departments, and so on. This is big data surveillance. It's not just a camera on the corner of the street. It's not just some cop who is following you. This is to do with all sorts of bits of data and we know very little about what is actually happening out there it feels like a little bit like
0: the story of you know the the frog and the in the boiling pot of water it just seems to have crept up on us and we just sort of like oh we accept it now and we don't seem to ask these critical questions and what are authorities what are our politicians actually doing about it
1: well there are some really good things going on in that uh, in that field uh there is no privacy commission in uh, this country that isn't concerned about the fact that the laws that they are uh, having to use to deal with these issues are were made long before these actual issues came to the fore. That is to say, we're dealing with something that doesn't have sufficient regulatory power to try to uh, restrain those kinds of surveillance that are excessive or illegal or uh, unaccountable or illegal, completely illegal. So we do have to Uh, acknowledge that they are trying to do what they can with instruments that are very inadequate. And in fact, that's one of the uh, conclusions that our report comes to, that we're dealing with inadequate instruments in order to to deal with the issues that are now so widespread.
0: Do we have the public, do we have the political will to tackle something like this?
1: Well, certainly the people that are uh, here at the conference with me are are very much committed to that. And, uh, you know, both the Federal Privacy Commissioner and other commissioners throughout the country, but also civil liberties groups and uh, media groups, uh, all kinds of civil society groups are also concerned about these things. And also responsible entrepreneurs and corporations are also involved. And there are some MPs who are deeply involved here. We've just been listening to Charlie Angus. As MP for uh, Timmins, James Bay, and uh, he was very clear about the need to have legislation and to have rules and guidelines that actually made surveillance something that is related positively to human beings and ordinary people and respects the rights and the uh, desires of those in everyday ordinary life to live lives that are free from the kinds of surveillance that are, as I say, unnecessary or excessive. Uh, We are at a point where we need to be thinking about data justice, not just privacy. We need to be thinking about data justice, where we recognize that people are having data collected on them, those data are being analyzed, and, the, and conclusions are being drawn from those forms of analysis that lead to how we are treated. So this, again, is a matter of basic justice. So we do need to have a reset that goes far beyond what we know at the moment in Canada, uh, where our uh, laws are seriously out of date and where we need to be thinking about new ways of thinking about the world that is human-centered rather than data-centered, to put it very simply. David, great talking with you. Thank you so
0: much for your time today. Good to be with you, too. Thanks for the opportunity. That's David Lyon, former director of the Surveillance Study Center at Queen's University.